Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Okay, there I am. <laughs> I missed my buttons. I had to take care of one of my dogs, so I got behind on my buttons here. Good evening, everybody. And for people out in California, it's still bright daylight, but good evening to everybody on the East Coast, around the world, as we broadcast around the world, right, on YouTube. Tonight, we're going out live on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, and our and the California Haunts Radio website. My name is Charlotte. I'll be your host for the next hour. I am also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, but we have branches up and down the state of California, and plus we've got we've got people in Oregon, Washington, Nevada, and Hawaii. So that's kind of cool, right? Someday I'll get to go to Hawaii and ghost hunt, which would be kind of fun. Anyhow, I think we've got a great show for you tonight. It's a topic I've been interested in, and tonight I can actually participate in the chat room. Okay, so guys, if you've got things to say, let me know. I want to welcome our new YouTube subscribers. My gosh, we gained 42 subscribers overnight. So that was cool. That was really, really, really cool. I hope it continues. So if you are watching from YouTube and you're not a subscriber yet, please subscribe. We're looking you know, to fill up our, our subscriptions here. Uh, you, there's a little ghost down, down in the right-hand corner of the, the uh, video there. He's got a magnifying glass and a Sherlock Holmes hat on. Click on him. That'll make you a subscriber. Because what we found, and I've had people come on here just recently on the show, you know, where people think it's a really good show. It's just coming for me, okay? I I already know what I, I already know. It's a good show, but people get we're getting compliments about the back, how the how the lighting is, the backdrops, everything, the guests. But YouTube has buried us in its algorithms, so we get no love from YouTube. So the more people that subscribe, the more love we're going to get from YouTube. So please, please tell your friends, tell your enemies. Tell them there's a show here that uh, is up and coming, and uh, we can get the show on the road. Anyway, the topic tonight is something that I've been kind of looking at over the years. And, you know, it, it came to light, really. I was thinking, a few a few years ago, there, there, there was a massive train derailment, and this gentleman had died instantly. But his wife was receiving text messages from him. After he passed. Now, granted, sometimes, depending on where you're located, there's a delay in text messages. Or sometimes, if, depending on your carrier, you know, they might run a little slower after you send your text message. But this was hours and hours after he was, after he was pronounced dead. These messages were coming to her. So it makes you wonder. There's also a hotel, which I don't know if it's still there anymore. The high, at least that might be the, I don't know, don't quote me, but something Sierra up in Tahoe. And a lot of the big movie stars stayed there. Marilyn Monroe, Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin. And I can't remember if it's, I think they they did some renovations on it, so I don't even know if it's open now. But there's a room in this hotel. If you stay in this hotel, it was the Marilyn Monroe room. If you stay in this room, the phone will ring off the hook. But when you pick it up, there's no one there. 
And sometimes they've actually heard Marilyn's voice on the other end. So that's creepy. My guest tonight is um, Amanda Ashley. She runs a website where it, 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 she's got lots of paranormal topics on there. And when I happened to decide that I wanted to do this phone calls from the dead thing, she had a whole page dedicated to this. And it's people that have written, you know, people that have had stuff happen to them and have written into this website. So I thought, well, let's see what we can bring Amanda on and talk to her about some of those. Because it is a fascinating topic, you know, it really is. Because there's a lot of stories out there about people getting calls from, from their dead relatives. Or calls before some, there's also cases where people have called before they die. You know, somebody will call and say, I love you, good, goodbye, blah, 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 blah. And then two hours later, they're dead. I saw a haunted, I think it was haunted hospitals of this gentleman that called 911 when his wife had a heart attack. Turns out he's been dead for like 10 years. Paramedics get there, it's just the wife. You know, who knows how this stuff works? But it happens. And I hate to admit it that when my, my best friend passed away recently, I was hoping for a text message. I really was, even though she gave me other signs that she was, you know, that, that she was around. But I, I was texting her. Hope you cross over well, things like that. You know, just just to text, just to see if I would get a, get a text message back. Weird, I know, but that's how it is. You know, <laughs> that's just what I do. But I mean, like I said, you know, the pizza showed up. Uh, you know, just out of the blue. You know, this particular pizza showed up in, in a group of things that. That, that came to me. And there it was. And that was a pizza she always bought me. So signs like that. But I was looking for stuff like that. So tonight, we're going to get to know Ashley a little bit. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm Amanda. My God, I'm sorry. I'm horrible with names. Bear with me. We're going to get to know Amanda a little bit and what she does with her website. And then we're also going to talk about messages and phone calls from the dead. So here we go. Hello. Hi, Charlotte. <laughs> I'm horrible with names, so just bear with me, you know. No, no. All good. <laughs> That's what happens when you have like a first name for your first and last name. Sometimes yes. you're called Amanda, sometimes you're called Ashley, and you kind of just like, you just accept it. <laughs> it must have been fun in school for you, boy. Well, it's my married name, so it's relatively new. Okay, okay, so okay. I kind of just, you know, go with the flow. <laughs> go with the flow. Tell us about you. You have this really cool website. Well, yeah, I actually, um, I'd love to take credit for it being my website, but I actually work for a website that um, it has, uh, it's a it's a large website, but it's chunked down into what they call channels. So the channel I work for is Graveyard Shift, which um, will include any kind of, you know, history of, you know, haunted places, any ghost stories, um, cryptids, UFOs, anything that's, you know, slightly fringe. Um, we include stories like that on there. So um, the one you're referring to, the phone calls from the dead, um, sometimes we will compile people's stories, put them mm -hmm. together um, in a little list, kind of read through a bunch, pick out the ones, you know, that are the most interesting and put them together and, you know, and then publish it on the site. Um, right now, mostly I do a lot of um, research and editing or haunted history stories, I've kind of transitioned more to, because um, that's kind of my specialty. But um, there's 
there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of stories, um, kind of like the phone calls from the dead or anything like that. If you ever, you know, just scroll through the site, you, there's a search bar. If you're looking for something super specific, you can look in there and, and we have just about everything you can imagine. <laughs> when you're looking through that, like for the phone calls from the dead, you know, and I know, like you said, you, you, you've got tons of them coming in. Right. How can you, uh, I mean, people, I mean, people just like to like call in some, you know, add, add information on just to add it on. I mean, I found that even ghost right. hunting. Right. Um, how, how are you able to kind of, like you say, you pick out the ones that stand out the most. So, so how do you guys do that? Yeah, that's kind of a subjective question, probably similar as you, you know, you, you, you kind of have to add a margin of error just for humanity. You know, you assume that when people want to share their stories, that it's accurate and true information. Um, sometimes you can kind of read one where you're like, uh, maybe something contradicts itself within the text or something is seems a little off um, or it just seems I don't know. Uh -huh. You know how you just get a feeling. You know how you just you're kind of like, oh, this this kind of rings right, 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 funny right, right. to you. <laughs> so so we try not to use those ones, um, you know, but that being said, it's like you're already suspending disbelief for some people to even say there's a phone call from the dead. So then when you take it, right, then how do you like, you know, like quantify that by how true they are? You just kind of have to give them the benefit of the doubt. If someone's willing to share a story, you're assuming like, oh, this is something that has hit home with them and they need to share it. And the fact that they'll sometimes share it with strangers is interesting because, you know, maybe they don't have another outlet. Maybe there's people around them who don't want to hear it. It's too hurtful. It's, you know, they, they don't believe period in that kind of stuff. So I always find it super interesting how eager people are to share with um, strangers. That's fascinating. So when we talk about phone calls from the dead, has there been any, any, any story that has really stuck out for you? You know, um, I, I find it interesting and, and you may find it interesting too, that, um, in my kind of like old school mind, I think of like, when I think of phone calls or voicemails left, um, for people, I think of like cassette tapes or like real, like analog type, you right. know, where you're like, Oh, I'm winding my tape up. Um, but I've found that it's, it's through all methods of, of, you know, technology, you know, cell phones, um, voicemails, you know, on cell phones and old school, you know, voice message type things. But um, so I kind of feel it's interesting that it kind of transcends the type of technology. Their stories kind of across the board with all of that. Um, but I do really like, I, I came across one, it wasn't one that was called in, but um, it was Dean, Dean Koontz, if you're familiar, he's a, a you know, a, an author. One of my favorite yeah. Same here. So I was like, wow, I found this. I love him. Um, but he had a really rough childhood. Um, his father had been uh, alcohol problems and abuse with the, you know, and whatnot. So um, he had, as he got older, his um, mother had passed away. And then his father had been put in a retirement home, you know, to live out his last years. And he ended up getting a phone call. Um, where I think she said, please, please be careful or, or be careful. She kept repeating it. And he kind of just like, that sounds like my mom, but she's, you know, been dead yeah. for 20 years. So that's odd. So he kind of just hangs it up, 
puts it out of his mind. And a couple days later, like very soon, two or three days later, he um, ends up getting a call from the retirement home. Um, his dad was being kind of combative and violent. So they wanted him to come down and talk to him, you know, kind of put him on ice, <laughs> tell him to chill out. So he goes down there and as he steps into the room, the dad somehow grabs a, a sharp object and tries to stab him. And wow. um, he said one of the first things he he thought was his mom had been warning him that that this was up, uh, up and coming. And um, his dad, you know, his dad ended up being put, I, I believe, in a psychiatric facility. He was, you know, dealing with a lot. Sure. But um he kept that story to him. So for being a, a famous horror author and dealing with all kinds of, you know, interesting things within his books, he actually sat on this for a long time, didn't really tell anybody about it um, until he decided to, he wrote an, a short essay and, and share his experience. And at the, I, I thought, wow, that's, that's something very, I don't know, very special, very cool to hear about. Yeah, absolutely. That reminds me you know, of, of like the Telly Savala story. Because he has that ghost story of, of picking up the, the woman in white. Oh, does he? Cemetery, yeah. If, if you look it up and do the research, mm -hmm. he has an incident where he picked this gal up and he drove her uh, he, he drove her home and she just or disappeared in the car, but he went to the house right. and talked to the and talked to the mother and found out that this gal had been dead for like a gazillion years. Right. That's I think it's cool. Yeah. It's weird when when I guess you don't expect celebrities to share things like that. So when you do hear it, it's it's. I always get very excited. <laughs> now, with like phone calls from the dead, I can kind of understand that as a ghost hunter. In that, you know, there are like you know how you get like like there's the things where 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 you see the person as they're dying. Right. You know, you have those those types of apparitions appear. Right. So in a way, I can kind of understand that. You know, but I mean, it's it's just it, it's. I don't know if I would be freaked out or what. You know, somebody if I got a phone call from my mother after three years of being <laughs> you know gone. Exactly. I, I, I kind of think of them too, um, since you're a ghost hunter, I kind of liken it to like an EVP, right? you know, where um, it seems not, not always, but most of the time in the stories, um, mm -hmm. they'll mention that it's not just like you and I talking where it's, well, I don't know how my audio is right now, but you know, clear and la kind of loud and concise, right. Right. but it has that like, um, that very far away tinny um, sound to it that is kind of otherworldly. Um, and I thought that was interesting too, because it reminds me of, of how when people get EVPs, it's that, it's that sound that's like a little bit strange to your ears. It's like, it hits a weird part of your brain that's not like a normal voice does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. See, Jennifer says her mother-in-law gets them on her old school answering machine. <laughs> I'm telling you the tape. <laughs> the tape. The tape, the tape is all. I. Yeah, that's how that's always how I picture it, where they're somehow able to record onto the, the cassettes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. Maybe it's easier with analog, just like picking up, you know, and I hate to say it, the word orb, God help us. But you know, <laughs> right. with the the, with the old the, the old timey, you know, cameras and the old timey uh, digital cameras. You know, yes. it's just the technology is just more simple. Maybe to right. manipulate or something. Right. Although, although I'm sure you have, and, and like I said, there were plenty of stories where it did come through on a, you know, a piece of equipment that's fairly recent, cell phones, and um, I'm sure you use 
you know, voice recorders and, and whatnot that are, are not analog. <laughs> so it, yeah, seems, yeah. it seems to be any, any, any kind of way. Do, um, do you see anything like when, when you look at these different phone calls or these different reports, do you see anything in common? You know, um, it used to, it used to be that I felt that they were almost all of the analog. I used to feel like it was like someone getting a landline call or some someone getting you know things like that, but but really it's it's gone it's gone beyond that and it's gone I I feel like there's many different ages. It's not like it's you know pe the people who are reporting and the people who have passed away are uh, varying ages you know older younger and um, the only thing I'd I'd say that's probably the same is just like some of them want to give that one last message. You know, a lot of the times it is very like, it's not just like, Hey, <laughs> hi, you know, it's very much like, I love you. Or it's, uh, you know, please be careful. Or it's, you know, I'm okay. Or tell so-and-so I love them. It kind of has that um, most of the stories, not all, but most of the stories have that kind of like, I just need to say one last thing, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know, like that nice. hotel I talked about. If I was at that hotel and the phone rang and it was Marilyn Monroe's voice, I'd be kind of, yeah, even, even as a ghost hunter, <laughs> right? I would be like, holy crap. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Oh I think it would be, yeah, I think it would be so off-putting to, to hear, yeah. It's one thing, even if you heard maybe a, you, a whisper or a disembodied voice, but for something to like to pick up a telephone and hear something seems like it would totally freak me out. Well, I was just thinking of it. When I first started investigating, I was filming my TV show with this other group and we were at the Brookdale Lodge and we're sitting in the basement of the Brookdale Lodge and the psychic looks at me and says, there's something right up on top of you. And I'm like, what's on top of me for? I didn't do nothing. I'm just here. Go away. Go somewhere else. Leave me alone. You know. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but that's how I that's how it is, you know. So I think it would be really freaky. I don't know if it was my mother, I'd probably want to record record it or have, you know, hope maybe it's a voicemail on my cell phone or something, but I you know, I, I don't know how I would feel. Right. But and I think the, it, it depends probably how close the person is to you as well. Yeah. You know, if it's a you know, a mother or you know, you mentioned your your close friend. Um, I think it's like you would almost freeze in like, what do you even, how do you respond? Right. You know, what do you say? Or, you know, it'd be heart wrenching. Right. Athena says it's similar to a dream message. Yes, it is. Yeah. Similar to dream messages. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you know, I just find it interesting because like, 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 I don't remember if you remember that train wreck, I forget what it was. I do. Yeah, it was um, it was Charles Peck, I believe. The, that's the one you're talking about. Was it here in the like San Gabriel Valley? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it was in that. Yes. Yeah. Right. It could have been um, trying to think. Search, search the memory Rolodex. I would say like mid 2000s or late 2000s, yeah, 2008, nine. Um, I do remember that. And and if I remember correctly, because we do have this story on our website, um, it made quite a few calls, maybe 30 some calls to um, his fiance, his, maybe his mom, his son. It was like a bunch of people and very interesting that it, it ended up coming back where they found him when they finally found his body um, 
it must have been in such a state where they're like, no, he, he, he died on impact. You know, mm -hmm. fortunately, he died on on impact. He wasn't there for twelve hours. You know, but um, I also remember that they didn't find his phone. His phone wasn't there, no. or they weren't wasn't with his body. It wasn't so. That that one remains a mystery for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and then he's that sent out a lot of messages to the family. I mean, yes. whatever power he had, whether yeah. he had psychic abilities to to push the phone through or whatever he did, you know. Right. But there's and a that, lot of yeah. There's a lot of those. There's a lot of those, and and you're right. I wonder if it comes down to, regardless of what you believe, just uh, an energy force. You know, that last uh, a push of energy through electronics. I would love for them to someday figure out what, <laughs> you know, how, how it exactly works. Yeah. Well, it makes you wonder because, time. you know, when people are getting ready to die, they have that, you're right. They have that last push of energy. Right. I remember my father sitting up uh, the three hours before he died and said, okay, I want to go home now. I'm ready. Right. 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 And knowing that he was going to die, I had to say, dad, you know, you're not ready at the doctor. won't release you yet. We got to wait, you know? So yeah. maybe it's that, like you say, that last push of energy that you get be before the end. Right. And if you can't move and you're, you know, you're, you're prone, then it's going to come from here. Right. Yes. The consciousness. Can you, yeah. are you able to push it into something into, you know, into yeah. whatever is closest? Maybe, maybe his phone was, you know, somewhere nearby. They just didn't find it, but somehow that, that was able to, because it, it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Otherwise, I, I guess he could have, right. it could have been crushed and it, it you know malfunctioned i guess that's always malfunction you know technical technical malfunctioning is is always a you know something to be aware of but i think sure. that they were kind of weirded out by it because it was many people he had or many family members it wasn't just like one person over and over and over where it'd be like right, a, right. a glitch you know right it wasn't like he, he butt dialed somebody you know exactly, or, or exactly. Landed on the butt dial. This was exactly. just multiple messages with different stuff. And it wasn't only the same message either. Right. It was different messages going to different people that he had, that, that you know, he was, that he had sent. Right. Right. So, I mean, yeah. That stuff's incredible. It's absolutely it's, incredible. It really is. When that happens. It really is. How do the family now, now, you know, you know, you have these things on your, on your, I actually read through them, which was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't be entertained for what? Well, yes, that's that's my job. <laughs> Literally, my job. Um, when you when we talk about analog phones for some of these people that are younger and they don't understand, <laughs> they have little dials on them, and you dial and it flips back, and you dial and it flips. Back. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's just it's uh, yeah. I find it's interesting, like you do that. It's not only over the old stuff. It's oh, it's coming. They're, they're starting to do this over cell phones. It's happening with text messages, right. you know. Right. And I can see a lot of you know a lot of ghost hunters still like to use old-fashioned recorders, you know, yes. with cassettes. Or something. With the cassettes, right? Because they think it's better. Just like right. a lot of ghost hunters right. like to use Polaroid cameras, those old Polaroid land cameras that that, that the thing pops out in the front. Right. Right. You know, yeah, because those pick up stuff, right? That other cameras don't. But I mean, I just I just find this topic so fascinating. What do you um? What's one of the most interesting ones that 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 you've come across? You think? Um, you know, one of the newer the newer ones was um was a cell phone, and 
it was um I should have refreshed my memory and read read my stories, but it, <laughs> but um, I believe it was um, a brother who had his cell phone, you know, next to him, and it was a call from his sister, um, and she had maybe maybe died by suicide. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pulling up the web page. I'm right in your face. Okay. I, I should do that right now too. Um, yeah, she had died by suicide, and she kind of had that far away tinny noise and and she had asked for help and um that had kind of bothered him you know it wasn't just uh, i love you know i love you goodbye or i'm okay or or things like that so it had upset him and it had kind of you know stuck with him for the wrong reasons you know so we're he's freaking out like help her where is she is she stuck somewhere is she you know was her death we go not what they thought it was was you know he was left with so many questions and right that kind of like again is is heartbreaking that one didn't bring kind of solace or closure that one freaked him out and um yeah that one kind of there we go sad. oh yes <laughs> okay <laughs> grandpa left voicemail on his nurse's phone when i was 11 almost 12 my pop died after a long fight with lung cancer, we lived way down in the country, still live in the same area. And some health nurse who came three days a week for a year to care for him lived about an hour and 20 minutes away. He died early in the morning on November 27, 1994. That afternoon when the nurse got home, there was a message on her answering machine left at 1.30 p.m. November 27th, it was my pop. He said, tell June I'm all right. June is what my pop called my grandma. Her name is Patricia. It's pretty cool. Right. Like, so something so specific like that, like how many people knew that she had a pet name that was completely different than her right. real name, you know? And, right. and yeah, so when things, things are so specific, that wasn't a, a, a you know, a butt dial or a, a wrong number. That was mm -hmm. super specific. Uh, those ones are, are touching, especially and people who have been married forever. Like, yeah. you know, uh, like well, that's like the haunted hospitals one I was talking about, or was the haunted paramedic one? There's just there's just two shows. There's the haunted hospital one, then there's the guys that drive the ambulances, the right. 911 guys, paranormal 911. And the husband had called when the wife, I think it was the husband or the wife had called when one was one, one, one of the two had a stroke. Okay. And so the call came in from a man, I forget if it was a man or a woman, but the call came in, paramedics caught at the house, find out that the caller had been dead for like 10 years. That's yeah. That's wild. You know, it's yeah. just wild stuff like that. I mean, these it things is. are incredible. You had it a great really site. Is. I mean, I can tell you that. <laughs> great. Thank you. <laughs> I subscribe too. I tell you. I'm so glad. No, I'm so glad. These are, it's like when, when you're passionate about, you know, you know how you feel about when you get to talking about paranormal things and you just right. want to kind of share, which is probably why you have a podcast, <laughs> but it's kind <laughs> of, right. you know, you just want to talk I'm about so it. <laughs> I'm so glad you came on. I mean, this, this is great stuff, you know? Here's no, another one you, you posted. My wife's uncle, the family was in the car on the way to his funeral. It was at least, this is at least 10 years ago. So no spoofing numbers as far as I'm aware. All of a sudden, my wife's mobile phone starts to ring. It's an incoming call from her uncle. She tries to answer it, but, but it won't answer. It keeps ringing. Nothing works. She can't stop it or even decline the call. Get, guess it was just his way of saying a final goodbye to the family. The uncle's phone is was switched off and in a drawer in, in, in an empty house at the time. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
I think there's a few, quite a few of them on there, maybe two or three where the phone is like out of commission. You know, it, there's, it's, you know, SIM card out, battery off, doesn't even exist anymore. Um, but somehow the pops up. It's just, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I feel like there's enough to it where, okay, there is something going on here. This is why they chose to do their last communication this way is who knows, but there is something to it. There's, there has there's to be many, there's there's too, too many, stories. Yeah, there's too many yeah. accounts yeah. of this, of this happening with people. Yeah. And it's just fascinating because like, when you think about, cause I can see, like you say, I can see the old analog type stuff, but you know, working, right. but now right. like, like with this, when the phone's dead, the phone's dead. There's nothing you're right. going to do about There's, it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're still pumping messages out through your cell phone. So, I mean, right. yeah, there, there's definitely something to it, you know, that, that they want to get that left. I guess that, you know, I guess it's better than hanging out at the local cemetery dressed in white, waiting for a car to go by, right? Yes, correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> I mean, it's a very modern way of, yeah, modern way of a last haunt. <laughs> There won't be any more ladies in blue or ladies in white anymore yeah. at the cemeteries. Just check and yourself. We're strictly out. going through email or Facebook or uh, <laughs> phone calls. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter would be worse. Exactly. Send out long world. Tweets. It's a new world now. <laughs> yeah, it's a completely new world, and it looks like the spirit kind are starting to conform. They're trying to, yeah. I love this. I mean, I, I sat here all night and read this stuff. Great grandmother called to say I love you, you know. So about a week after my great grandmother passed away, I was I was over visiting my grandparents, and we were all sitting around talking as usual with nothing out of the ordinary. Well, suddenly their landline phone rings, and the number of, of the caller ID shows no name, only the numbers. My granddad does this joke when, when he gets a weird call from someone he doesn't recognize and says, "I don't know anyone named zero 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 zero," and lets the answering machine get it. So a minute later, it shows that the ominous number left a message on the answering machine. That'd be creepy. And we play it. As the message plays, there's about 10 seconds of static, like someone has a bad connection, and then it stops. And we hear a woman's voice say, I love you. And we all immediately turned and looked at each other and didn't say a word. A few more seconds static followed these words, and the message ends. We all recognize the voices belonging to my great-grandmother. What adds to my belief that it was her is that she had the weird thing where she would say the words, I love you, to anyone. She was a sweet lady, but something about the words, oh, I see, where she wouldn't say the words, or she would never say the words to anyone. She was a sweet lady, but something about the, about the words she would never say, even if you said them to her. So I believe she regretted that. Yeah, that makes sense. I needed to pass that message along to my granddad. Nothing happened. Right. Yeah, I, yeah, that nothing's happened since. Right. I, that's yeah, it, cool. One last, yeah, yeah. And it does seem that, talking about common themes, that does seem like a common theme, again, that it's just that one last thing. It's not like they're getting messages or phone calls for, you know, every day for, you know, a, a year or something. Right, it's just, right. it's kind of like one last reach out it's it's yeah it's fascinating i mean i wish i wish you know somebody somewhere along the line should really get into this and study it i know and try to figure it out even if you're even to work with a oh that's an idea for my team hey <laughs> even to work yes. with a psychic on that you know and, and, and sit down yes. and go okay why would this be happening through the phone and blah 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 blah. right right you know? what yeah what is it about and i and i whatever it is i i still feel like it's the same 
it's the same type of um, energy thing of, of, of how you get your EVPs. It, it has yeah. to be, you know, it's the same. Why are they, why, why can I sit here and not hear anything, but through this, you know, through this what voice recorder or through this phone, they're able to get a message through what, like, why is that? Why is it that medium? You know, it's, it's interesting. Sense. I mean, if they can manipulate elect electricity, which they do, right? Why not be able to manipulate a telephone? Very true. You Very know, true. Their power. It's just it just must be extraordinary circumstance, extraordinary people that can do this. Right. You know, like with anything else, like in the psychic world, you have very strong psychics, and you have weak psychics. It's like anything else. So maybe right. that's the strong right. of these abilities that come out. Soul is energy, is what Athena says. You know, right. the strongest of these ability people that have these abilities are able to do this. That's why yeah. they're not doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not everybody. Not everybody gets their phone calls. So yeah, it's definitely like person to person. Was it was it hard for you to look through these things? I mean, I mean, when, when I ghost hunt, I have to admit that when I talk to people, you know, if I'm doing multiple investigations, I have to like go out and suck on some cotton candy somewhere or something, you know, because after a while you get to the point where you want to scream, you know, because you get so sucked into that energy from these things. Yes. <clears throat> yes, it is. Is it hard it, to go through this? It's hard. So, so I am, I am somewhat thankful that I've kind of transitioned into um, kind of researching more of like haunted history. So that, that stuff is, I mean, that, that kind of has some heavy things too sometimes, but when you're reading like, um, people's very personal stories and whether it's something like this of a phone call, you know, from, from somebody, or if it's a, a paranormal experience or it's a, um, a, an unknown experience, say someone doesn't want to say it's paranormal, but they're having unknown experiences or they're having whatever reading personal stories kind of back to back to back to back to back all day. I sometimes, you know, you're, you just like, you're getting off of work and you just like, I need to go like lay down for 10 minutes <laughs> because it is you're 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 emotionally tied to the stories, and some of them are heavy. I mean, sometimes it can be kind of light and fun, you know. But um, some of the the articles and, and things, stories that are compiled, um, especially if they have any kind of like a true crime element to them, after you're you're going through, you're like, yeah, I need some con. I need to like, I need a break, you know. I need to like step outside into the like sunlight and just decompress for a second i think it's it's, it's, it's hard on crime because I, I was a i was a county a county crime courts reporter for five years for news for a daily paper oh man yeah and there was some story because there were a few stories that came through you know where i had to go to court every day and listen to that stuff and do right. the interviews on the outside and right. i mean it was just like write the story go home and just I, I wouldn't even turn the tv on there was no phone on Yes. I just had to decompress from it because it just gets so overwhelming because you've got the victim's family that you're yes. dealing with, you know, and they're, they're obviously upset and, and they want a conviction. And then you've got the other family saying, well, my, my, my kid didn't do this or whatever. So right. you're dealing with all that emotion. Yes. Yes. A hundred times. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's, like it's heavy. Too. It's yeah. heavy. And I think some people, um, there are some people like on our, on our team and stuff that it doesn't seem, you know, it seems to kind of bounce, you know, people's just natural personalities. It kind of just bounces off. They do it and they, they, you know, move on. But I'd be sitting there like, Oh, you know, just 
taking it. I think some people just absorb a little bit too much. And, and I was, I was absorbing a lot. And after a while, it's just like, I reading through these, it's like, it's taking longer for me to get through them. And it's just like, Oh, and then you're feeling a little more sensitive. Like I, I don't want to include this one or I don't, you know, it's, it's just, it's rough. (laughs) It can be rough. I can can understand that. Let's read another one here. We're having such fun today, aren't we? (laughs) It is fun. I'm glad you pulled it up. (laughs) Yeah. See, (laughs) friend left a voicemail after she passed away. I had this happen back in 2011. One of my best friends was passing away of terminal illness. Back then I only had a flip phone. I had one of those and barely (laughs) used it. I love my flip phone. One day I was in a grocery line sitting the cashier and I knew each other because of three of us used to work together. He asked me how my friend was doing and I told him the last I knew she was in a coma. The lady behind me in line asked me if I was talking about insert friend's name. Okay. (laughs) And and we replied, yes, she's, she's informed us, you know, that my friend, she informed us that my friend had passed away in her sleep two days prior, shook me to my core. A few days later, I got a missed call and a voicemail with no callback number. It was my friend's voice. And she said, Madam Malia, it's me. Use my real name, of course. I'll always regret not answering the call. Maybe I could have talked to my friend from beyond. I went to her funeral the next week and, and, and held the top of her hand. Her hands were folded over on one another on her stomach before I left. See, it's stuff like that, you know? Yeah. I can't imagine missing the call. That's even That's even more kind of sad where you see it come in and you're like, uh, you know how many times I personally don't answer, you know, during, during my work day, trying to get things done or doing errands and you see a weird number from this, you know, I'm not picking that up, <laughs> you know? And um, that seems terribly tragic if, if you didn't. And then it was, yeah, then it ended up being, I mean, I guess you'd never even expect that, but. Right. Right. And you mentioned earlier that it's not just, you know, elderly people that have passed. It's, it's, it's young, right. it, it's younger people. And even, even we might say teens. I mean, you know, yes. That, that, yes. Have passed, that are able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. All ages. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's just across the board. I think all, all of these stories, I, I believe it hits every kind of age demographic in there. It just, yeah, across the board. And I think even one story has a lady who um, it was coming to like her Fitbit or her Apple watch or something like that. So it, it was like all forms of technology completely, you know, across the board. It's just, I just find that so fascinating. I, you know, I find I'm going to have to do more study in all this because this just, this just rings with me to try and figure out, you know, yeah, how it could possibly be, you know, be done, which we'll never probably find out until it's our turn. I, you know, exactly. I yeah. Too, you know, here we're running around ghost hunting and trying to do all this stuff. And then, yeah, I don't know, you know, like, like my best friend who was a ghost hunter. I wonder what she thinks of me doing all this now. Right. Right. You know, is she laughing at me going, hey, you're not going to do real stuff anyway. You, you, have no clue. you have no clue what you're dealing with, you know. Or is, she, or is she backing me going, I'll help you get the info, you know. Right. Right. So And, then, know, and then you never know which medium she would come through, you know. There's right. so many. She come to you in a dream. Is she come to you on a, you know, any, anyway, phone, EVP, you know, uh, like you said, the little, just little signs It just, it's too bad. Like you can't choose, you know, you, you just got to take what, what, uh, communication you can get. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just interesting. And I know one of the things she told one of her friends was that she was going to haunt the hell out of me. 
<laughs> yeah. So, uh, yes, let's repeat the website. Jennifer wants to know the website. Um, so the, the, the parent website that you can go to um, is ranker.com. Um, and then there's a little search bar. You can look um, up pretty much any subject, but you can also go to the channel of Graveyard Shift. And Graveyard Shift will have all of your, if you're into any form of, of you know, spookiness, um, they'll have any kind of, of stories on there. Here's a good one. Grandma called company to cancel delivery. Just prior to my granny passing away, she had ordered some bits from, from a catalog. My dad popped over to her house around two weeks after she died and found a we missed you card on the doormat. So he called the distributor to explain and ask if he could cancel the order. When he, when he said he was phoning on behalf of Mrs. X from X address, the man stopped him saying he had a call from her two days ago canceling the order. My dad explained that that wasn't possible. The guy insisted that's what happened, saying my granny had apologized and said she was unexpectedly going away. Wow. <laughs> Obviously, my dad had quite a few questions. I would have, too. Apparently, this wasn't the first message he'd had from the other side via his phone. Weirdest thing. Wow. Can you imagine that? I I hope to be the kind of ghost that, like, is still taking care of business after I pass over. <laughs> <laughs> canceling my appointments, letting people know I'm not available at this time. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, unexpectedly had to go away. <laughs> unexpectedly had to go away. So, so that's interesting because that's one where she isn't even related to the person, just knew she had a delivery coming and needed to cancel it. I mean, that's not even, that's, that's not even a personal thing. That's just strictly business. <laughs> I bet the guy was real happy when when the guy says, "Well, she's been dead for you know." <laughs> wow, been dead for a, for a bit. I'm so glad you came on. I want to thank <laughs> thank you for having me. I this is the kind of stuff I talk about all day. <laughs> this is what I was hoping was ha would happen. Best friend's phone didn't stop calling until after her funeral. When my best friend was murdered, I had multiple calls from her number. First night after she died. I figured this was by I figured this out by comparing notes with the friend that survived and telling her what I saw and when the call came through. There was only a whisper on the other end. I couldn't tell exactly what the voice said, but it sounded like help her. It was about 30 minutes to an hour before I was supposed to start calling the police to send for help if they didn't return. I was so freaked out, I called a close friend and told her. She asked me what my gut instinct said to do to follow that and call her back after I called the cops. After the police showed up, I could hear them telling the murderer to sit down and the murderer saying he didn't mean to. It was later told that there was no cell signal in there. Yikes. And that getting a call would be impossible. But I heard it clearly. The day after she was murdered, the day after she was murdered, I got a call from her number and so did her husband, a friend of the family, and her sister. Occasionally we would get calls from her number up until, a week, until about a week after the funeral. The phone was in evidence. Wow, and the battery removed. Right. That was that's a doozy. That's a lot going on on that one. <laughs> yeah. But another one which which it called multiple people, you know. No no battery, you know, no nothing connected, you know, nothing was there and it made not just like a glitch where it called, you know, one time it called multiple right. people. 
kind of like the same same Metrolink one. It just to think it's not. I don't know. It just it's very specific. Plus very specific. You know. Plus it was locked up with locked no. Up, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I mean, it is, it is what it is. But I mean, yeah, that's something yeah. that, that's reaching out. Right, reaching out. And, and remember, in that, remember the old AT and T song, the reach out and reach, touch reach out and touch someone. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Some people took it literally. Yes, yes. See you guys. You can spend hours on this site. I'm telling you. Yeah, it is Let's, a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's a rabbit hole you never come out of. Yeah, it's never come out. <laughs> Music. Here we go. I like this. I like this one too. I also received a phone call on my landline soon after my father passed in 2006. Mine came up as unknown. I wasn't in the mood to talk to anyone and let the answering machine pick up as I listened. What came through was nothing of this world. Unearthly music. Imagine the flowers and butterflies being able to sing. I don't have any words to describe what I heard. I was covered in goosebumps from head to toe. I quickly went to listen to it again after it ended. There was no message on the machine, although there was plenty of room and no unknown number showed up on the caller ID. I believe it was a message from my father, from my dad. He didn't believe in the, in the afterlife. He thought once you died, that was the end. Lights out. Mom and I have had enough unexplained experiences that we believe life, that, that, that we believe there is more. I think this is the way of saying there is more. That's that, Yeah, that's something too. Yeah. And that is also a unique one where it wasn't um, it wasn't just static or or a little whisper. It was like heavenly music, you know. Mm -hmm. Very interesting. That would be something. That would be something else. Yeah, it would. You know, it's just you know after after reading these, you know, and after knowing about them for so long, like I said, as as, as sacrilegious as it was, I wanted my friend to contact me or my mother at least. Oh, right. To call me or something right. even my dad i guess right but, you know, i've heard that i've heard my dad and evps in my house oh i tried really? to, i used to do like when we did our promo filming for our, for our show for our um, team i the, when we when we couldn't go on investigation side I, I would film here at night in the dark really you know the investigators going up and down the hallways doing stuff right and i right. would pick up my dad's voice so really filming here and i'm like no i don't want to hear you i'm good what was it um kind of like residual or was he speaking to was he answering things asked what specific? Uh, in fact it was monica who passed away just recently asking what the hell she was doing in the hallway <laughs> you gotta love that that's that's uh, that's a dad thing <laughs> you know what the hell are you doing in my hallway what are you doing <laughs> she's running up and down with the meter in the hallway you know that kind of thing wow okay so yeah it was it was like a, a direct that's very interesting. Yeah, he was standing there watching. Right. Well, could just stick his hands up. I would be changing her in her room over on the other side over here, and she she freaked me out because she had Alzheimer's. But she, you know, she, she had her moments where she was together. Right. Changing her, she'd say, "That man in the corner is mad at you," <laughs> and I'd be going, "What man? What man? What man?" Tell him I'm being nice to you. Don't do that. <laughs> she would come up with zingers like that, you know. And I wow. Okay. Well, you'd have you have to assume sometimes if you're close to maybe you know close to a an edge of a veil, you know, type of thing that you're you're kind of in and out of kind of one foot in, one foot out. Yeah. You're able to 
to pick up on other things in the room. The closer sure. she got, the worse, worse it became because she would see him everywhere. Wow. Like we had issues with, with Kaiser one night and she, my mom ended up at the ER and she goes, your daddy's really mad. He's standing at the other end of the, the, the room here. And wow. How, how much, um, what's, how, when did your dad pass away? Was it? 2011. Okay. My mother passed away two years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So I remember not, the last so time great. she went to Kaiser and she just goes, your daddy's really angry. <laughs> and it was funny. Cause I said, well, if you're here, dad, show me you're here. And they had like the, you know, those oxygen signs they put on behind the bed to, to warn people that there's oxygen. Right. Yes. Well, the sign tore off by itself and, and it, it flew across the room. Oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, dad's here. I'll just sit back now. And he's and, there. And he yeah. sounds mad and he doesn't, he really and he does indeed off. sound very angry. Yeah. He doesn't sound very happy. So I'm just going to sit back and, and, and let everything calm down and get the flow going here, you know, but That's yeah, amazing. So it, it, it could get creepy sometimes because she would see people and, you know, the house, the, you know, but is it, is it somewhat of a comfort because of what you do, because you are in the, yes. you know, the whole, the whole paranormal life. Is it somewhat of a comfort or is it totally freaky? It's a comfort because I know okay. the majority of the ones that are in the house are relatives. Right. I can that tell, like, if I go on an investigation and something comes home with me. Yeah. I can tell it doesn't belong here. Right. Right. But the other thing I did in my infinite wisdom, knowing all the, you know, all the paranormal ins and outs stories and stuff, when my yeah. mother passed away, I gave her a bath. Oh, okay. And I gave her a bath with a certain scented soap. Okay. So when she comes to visit, I can tell it's her. Oh, wow. Yeah. That would be very comforting. Yeah. And she was funny because on the day of her funeral, I mean, the day she died, she was walking all over the house. Really? And I remember my, I remember my friend was here and I looked up and I said, do you smell that? And my friend went, yeah, what is that? And I said, that's my, that's the stuff my mom had on. You know, and then the day of her funeral, she went with us to the funeral and the after get together thing because she was in the car right. with us. That's amazing. Yeah. And very comforting. And I still very smell comforting. her occasionally, like out front. Right. I got to be able to smell her out front, you know, where, where she's walking around the outside of the house and stuff. Right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I've done <laughs> as a paranormal investigator, like you say, knowing what I know, I have done things to see if I can, you right. know feel if my mom's here or whatever you know to to, to do that right and my That's dad amazing. was a character too i mean this was his room and he, there's a bathroom behind me with a mirror and he swore up and down he would see somebody walking in front of that mirror at night really so he goes he looks at me one day he says go get your cameras put them up in the room he says he says give me one of those meters yeah get the recorder <laughs> and i'm gonna sit here and wait and give me a camera Right. And they didn't show up that night. That's interesting. He stayed up all night watching. He was going to be a paranormal investigator that right. night. See what it was, you know? Right, right. But yeah, I used to get, I know, when I, I, and I thought it was my deceased aunts on his side. Mm -hmm. Because when I, once he was gone and I was in here with my office, I mm -hmm. used to get the distinct feeling that somebody was watching me from that bathroom door all the time. I don't get that feeling anymore because I, I filled the room up with, with storage boxes and I've got the backdrop up. So I don't right. feel like anybody's watching me at this point. But I used to hate being in here because I would always get the feeling somebody was, wa was watching me. You know, so it's stuff like that. 
Interesting. But no, I've never, I've never had a phone call from the dead. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> I feel left out. Never say never. Never say never. <laughs> I feel left out about this. I haven't either, so I'll, I'll wait on mine. <laughs> see what we got here. Let's see. Sister called and asked for help. I lost my sister to suicide. I put, I put that in in see inverted commas because I still do not believe it was a suicide for a fact. She left no explanation for anybody, and more so didn't tell me anything before it being part of my age her working exactly streaming host i was asleep in my bed when my girlfriend with my girlfriend when i was awoken by my phone ringing it woke her up too this is how i know it wasn't me dreaming it was 3 37 a.m i know this because when it rang i looked at the screen to see what number was calling me and saw the time it was a private number usually i will not answer private number calls but being half asleep and guessing it was probably a drunk friend ringing be picked up from somewhere i answered i said hello and all i could hear was the muffled kind of kind of static sounds no one replied so again i said hello again no response so i thought it was probably just a prank call of some okay stuff <laughs> right and was about to hang up when i heard my name get called paul it was clear as day and sounded 100 like my sister i kind of froze and started to panic said her name a few a few times pretty much pleading to be pleading it to be her then all i heard was i'm sorry i love you please help me the last bit is what really made me upset and uneasy the please help me i asked where she was then i heard a really really loud screeching sound then it went back to the dial tone wow yeah that that one is yeah that one again that's it's it's rough it leaves you feeling a little bit like sad and icky that is icky. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Mysterious call from a body in a casket. I love this rabbit hole. <laughs> so a brief background. I work for a company that answers phones and takes messages for businesses when they're closed, out to lunch, after hours, etc. Answering service. We answer for a variety of companies in different fields, including funeral homes. That's kind of frightening. This situation happened twice. When I talked to the person on the phone myself. So the first time it happened, I took the message from this lady whose mother had passed recently. Body was already picked up and dressed and at the funeral parlor. That Now, that, that this I find really interesting. Visitation was scheduled for the following day. She calls and is weeping and asks if her mother's phone is still in her jacket pocket because they just got a call from her number. I end up dispatching the call, calling the director to deliver the message verbally. And he says that he'll call her, but the body in the cat. Okay, but the body is in the casket, and the casket is closed, waiting for, waiting in her in their parlor. I say, "Wow, weird!" And he kind of chuckles and says, "This kind of thing happens more than you think." Wow, that one is something because you got to figure right. all your insides are gone at that point. You know, it, yes. all, all your blood's been pumped out. You know, they, they they put the the fluid in you and all that, and you're you're able to do this. That's just right. yeah, that's something. Right. And the fact that he says it happens more often than you'd think. Right. Right. Means that, yeah, he's he's dealt with issues with cell phones and, you know, people that have passed away multiple times. It's kind of cool. It is kind of cool in a twisted sort of way. It really yeah. I mean, it really is. You know, yeah. and that, that would, I think that would freak you out. <laughs> that would really yes. freak you out. All this would freak you out. I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all slightly freaky. I mean, I'm sure he's as a funeral director has his share of stories. 
see, you guys need to see this website because, like she says, it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> and you'll be there for hours. I did. I couldn't sleep that night. Boom, all night long. I was looking at everything on this website. <laughs> I love to hear that. I love it. This is all your fault. I love to hear it. It means I'm doing a, a good job. <laughs> yes, you're just doing a great job. Oh, here we go. Friends, last one for the night. Friends made weekly calls to check in. My childhood friend died three years ago. Each week I would get a call or a text from my childhood friend. She died from leukemia. She said she was calling to check on me. I freaked out so much. Wow. That would be something. Yeah. Yeah. That And that, again, is a rare one where it was a reoccurring. It wasn't a one-off, but they kept getting calls. It's just, just wild. It's wild. My grandmother died in February 1996. She outlived my grandfather, who had died in 1989. After his death, my father handled having her utilities disconnected, and the home and farm were sold pretty quickly in 1999. I was running my family's newly opened business and was in town about 120 miles north of where my grandparents were from and are buried. One day when the phone rang, I couldn't believe what I saw, the caller ID. It showed that the call was coming from my grandmother, my grandparents' long disconnected phone number. And my grandfather's name was also displayed. When I answered, there was no one on the line. I have no explanation for how it happened. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. These things are just too frequent to dismiss. Yeah. And again, there is one where it's a disconnected, you know, where there's, there's no, no reason for it at all. Yeah. Because even if, you know, when you think about the logic of it all, even if they take that phone number and assign it to somebody else. Right. That's a different SIM card. So those call your number is not going to be on that SIM card. Right. Right. So That's the weird thing about the whole, the newer technology. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Landlines, I can, I can kind of wrap my brain around, but yeah, with, with, with newer technology, it just, it seems very strange. Yeah. That is just, that's just so odd. Ashley, I want to thank you. It was a thank fun you. hour, you know, and it went fast. Yeah, it did. And it's just very, it's just a very interesting topic for me, you know, to, to talk about these things, because I mean, it's a lot, a lot like the, like the mortician says, it's a lot, it's, it's a, it's a lot more frequent of an occurrence than people think it is. Right. This kind of thing. I definitely think it is. Yeah. Thank you so much for, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for reading all our stories and thank you for having me. Absolutely. What do you like best about what you do? Okay. Looks like she froze. <laughs> Hang on a second. Let me get her back. Looks like we froze here. I'm going to remove off. Okay. We'll get it back on. You there? Yeah, we lost her. Anyway, show's over. I just had one more question for her. We lost her, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it was a fun show to do, Jennifer. And uh, I don't know if she's still talking, but if I'm talking over you, Ashley. I'm sorry. Not true. I mean, Amanda. Oh. Did oh, so I, I do it again to you? <laughs> it's okay because actually I just yeah. got, I somehow got dropped. <laughs> yeah. You, you froze up. I just got dropped for a minute. Yeah. yeah. I got dropped off and now I'm back. So I didn't even hear you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so tell me what, what do you like the most about what you do? Um, I am, I am a sucker for um, any kind of, of haunted history. 
So okay. even even this stuff, I mean, it's it's newer, you know, newer things. I, I love that too. But I I am like you probably. I am a, like a lifelong, um, you know, seeker of any information on the paranormal. I just I dig in, you know, and I like to play both sides, and I like to look at it from the skeptical side, and I like to look at it from the believer side, and um, this kind of stuff. It just it gets me excited. I I can talk about it to my family all day, but you know, there's only so much that people can, can handle. There you go. That's right. That's right. You need to find like-minded people. Got to find, got to find your tribe. See, and if you're lonely out there, I, I, I never endorse other people's stuff, but there's paranormaldate.com. No way. <laughs> That's amazing. There is. See, this, the technology. The other radio show. That's funny. The big timey radio show endorses paranormaldate.com i have never heard of that but uh, that's hilarious they shall remain nameless but yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i think i know what you mean i think i know what you mean the big timey one that does it yeah correct <laughs> i think the commercials are hilarious because they'll have a guy guy you know that's like a blind date and he meets her and then he says well i'm into this and this and this and she goes oh and he goes you don't like it and she goes uh no i'll see you later <laughs> and then they go well you should have used paranormaldate.com yeah that is hilarious. Now I feel like I need to look it up. That just seems that seems so funny. Yeah. A bunch of ghost geeks out there, you know. <laughs> getting together. That's Ooh, right. Geeks and everybody else getting together. And you're I not all Don't take it wrong, guys. I don't mean it that no. way. I, just, I mean it in a very fond, laughing kind of way that we can all laugh at each other because this is what yeah. we're into and this not is everybody's what, into it, you know? A hundred percent. You you have to own it. You have to own it and you have to be able to laugh at it. Like, yes. Yes, it's yes, it can be really odd, but I love it so much. <laughs> What's nice about nowadays, as opposed to like 10, 15 years ago, is if it used to be you, you, you know, when you wanted to tell people what you did or you wanted to ask them, like if they had a business, you know, gee, um, do, do, do you have any weird things going on? It was always like that. And now people, when they find out who you are, they're just like, oh, yeah, 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 come over here, man. You know, <laughs> it's not like it was your, like 15 years ago. Right. It is way more mainstream. It is. And, and there's, you know, I think it, it goes with like the hundred million shows of, you know, of all kinds and everyone kind of just, at least it seems a little more open-minded and that's yeah. like at least making a step in the right direction. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I'm going to let you get back to your life and sure. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much. It Thank you. Thank you so much. This was great. And the crowd says, uh, this was great. Yeah, it was a great, it was, it was great. Thanks, it was everyone. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Amanda. Bye. I got it. <laughs> you got Bye. it. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Thanks. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. That was a fun show. And uh, like I said earlier, it's something that I've always wanted to study and get, you know, and look into because it does happen more often than not, you know, and I've come across stories. Like I said, the, 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 ho the, the hotel in Tahoe, you know, places like that where, where this has happened. Tomorrow we're shifting gears a little bit. Now, if you remember last week, we had the gentleman on that talked about um, remote viewing. And he talked about the, you know, the government progress remote viewing. Well, I came across one of the gentlemen that actually was in the government doing remote viewing. His name is Lynn Buchanan. He is going to be on tomorrow night. And so I'm really excited to talk to this gentleman, you know, to even get him on. Because it's funny because this documentary I saw that the other gentleman suggested, I actually watched it on, on Prime. and this gentleman and Lynn Buchanan is mentioned in there. 
So we're going to get to talk to Lynn Buchanan tomorrow. But I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. It was a fun time. One time was had by all. We'll have to get Amanda Ashley back on because that was fabulous. Absolutely fabulous. Okay. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. Just dump me over there, you know. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. We're always looking for subscribers. Again, if you're watching from YouTube, there's that little ghosty guy that's down there with the with the Sherlock Holmes hat and the magnifying glass. Click on that. I've got over 200 videos that you guys can watch. Different topics, you name it. And this is where I do my PBS moment again. Okay. We're a nonprofit organization. So everything you see comes out of my pocket, whether it's internet fees, you know, uh, mics, computers, whatever. So when something dies, I have to pay out of the pocket for it. But, and the other thing is I enjoy doing these shows. I'm a journalist. I'm a photojournalist. I love doing this stuff. I love talking to people like, like Amanda. Okay. You know, I do. I just love, I've, I love to gab, learn about stuff. And I love, I love teaching you guys stuff. And if you could find it in your heart to help me out a little bit so I can make the bills, that would be great. I would really appreciate it. So you can do that at paypal.me at California Haunts. Or if you don't like PayPal, you can do it at Venmo at California Haunts. But I'd really appreciate help, you know, because like I said, you know, this is all I do. I'm home. I'm retired. This is it. So uh, anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming tonight. And tomorrow we'll be on the usual time, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And uh, let me get this going. I'm trying to find because I moved all my switches. <laughs> oh, Lord. I didn't get to my page. Somewhere I lost my page. I lose my page. And I made it bigger. So let's make it solid. There we go. Anyway, um, I want to thank you, everybody, for coming. And I will see you tomorrow at 6.30. And remember to visit her website. Check out the stuff she's got on there. She's got a bunch of stuff on there. It's a fascinating site to be on. And uh, have a good evening, you guys.